flip, flip. I don't know nobody else that's doing this. Doing this. Body start to drop, hey. Hey, hit the flow. Now they wanna know me since I hit the top. Uh, hey, Rolling not, not a stop. Watch shit, shit don't ever stop. Hey, got the block hot. Hey, hey. Give me my respect. Give me, give me, give me. What's up, y'all? This is Tressy. This is Cedric. And this is Ben. And we're through the crate. And we're digging through cultural and current events through hip hop lens. Let's, let's just get to it. Welcome back, everybody. Long hiatus, but you know what? This shit don't stop. It really don't. Because if it did, we wouldn't have played that song. I mean, obviously. <laughs> we would have we would have played the song It Stops. It's, then, it's, a, it's not a rolly. This is a rolly, not a stopwatch, because the shit don't never stop. Never stops. I mean, unless it's out of battery. Because I'm a bar spitter. I'm a go-getter. Mm. Yeah, I'm light-skinned, but I'm still a dark nigga. <clears throat> what half of you said that? See, you you gonna have to stop that shit. That shit is annoying as fuck. I just the world needs to know. The world doesn't give a fuck about what half said what because I am all of me. All of me is all. See, we were just talking about that. Certain songs that like you say one word or one phrase on it, yeah, and it, it just it reminds you of the whole song. So all of me, there you go, John Legend. You, you you get a quarter every time someone says all of me. A quarter. One quota. Quota. Yeah. All right, so we've got stuff to talk about, right? We got a lot. So, so where are we going to start, Tracy? I think, I think you, you have the list over there, right? Yeah, let's start with something that we talked about last time. Um, These nuts! Oh, my God! <laughs> um, last time we talked about Amazon and how... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Bessos, 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 Mr. Kisses. Um, <laughs> um, he made like $168 billion. This was worth, yeah. And he, that was his worth. Like, why the fuck are you, you know, not paying your people? You Pay your people, fucking bitch. Fucking asshole. And he heard us, didn't he? He did. He must have listened to the podcast. He had to have. I mean, that's obviously... He literally said it. Like, he's like, you know the week what? Before it happened, he was on a call with the shareholders, and he's like, you know what? They're through the crate. They're right. They're super right. Uh, yeah, those views they have, it's they're uh, yeah, it's right. So uh, let's pay these people and let's raise that minimum wage to fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks an hour all around the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a a gift and a curse, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, the gift is you know fifteen dollar minimum wage, which is mm-hmm. great. But then to those few employees who actually do stick around for a while, they don't get their stock options anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> I think um, it's it's still nice to have the cash because that's like, now you know what? Cash is most important. You know, if I got immediate bills, you know, I can't wait that time. And then if you build something up, you could do whatever with it. I think that it's nice to not have to be scared about like what the uh, what the market's doing or like right. if you're gonna hit some performance bonus. If it's right. just like you're just gonna get paid. You work, we're gonna pay you, and you it makes it easier to budget and stuff like that. It's 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 also, in my opinion, kind of a strategic move from Amazon from a business perspective. 
if if because now they're also lobbying Congress for a fifteen dollar minimum wage. Uh, so they're right. saying if we're paying fifteen and we can do it, then guess what? Everybody oh, yeah. else can do it. <laughs> and if there's a push for everybody else to do it, with one hundred and sixty eight billion dollars. They have a little bit more of a cushion to afford that than some of their competitors who aren't as profitable or aren't making as much money, aren't as big. So it's strategery. So it's definite, definite strategery. But you know what? I will, like we talked about before, uh, I will take strategery when it does something good. So, same. I agree. All right. Well, yeah. we also uh, gotta also. So you guys know that we haven't been here for a while, so we're gonna be just. Catching up on a lot of shit. Spitfire. Spitfire. Uh, I wish I had something that said. Nee, nee, nee. Okay. Uh... Next up. Spitfire. Okay. <laughs> the next thing. Um, yeah. I mean, this is also a sober cast, so. That's fine. We got to get a little goofy. Um, next up is Fab. Mr. Mm. F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. You know, that man got arrested finally for the domestic violence that he committed. Yeah, I mean, he's... uh, I mean, we we were talking about this before, Ben. Like, the two-tiered justice system. How this man should have been in jail months ago for this shit. Uh, But because he had money for bail, he got out. Yeah. Uh, Now, finally, there's been, you know, official charges. He's been indicted. So it's womp womp. The official charge, but he's still with Emily. The, the lady that, right? Isn't it domestic abuse that he got? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think he's still with his girl. Oh, They were I out mean, and about. That happens all the time. Yeah. That's crazy. one of the weird things about domestic violence, yeah. right? But I mean, there's video. Like, you, you can't deny the video. That you hit this, or... I mean, and there's the video of him... Talking shit about to her and to the dad, mm-hmm. talking about I'll kill you and threats. I mean, for sure. yeah. So, but I guess I just say that like, did she? So she for sure pressed charges, but they're still together because the, uh, he, they can't pick her, pick him up, or how does this work? Does, uh, am I lost? <laughs> I think that the, I don't know too many of the details, but I think it was the video mm-hmm. that led to this, it, the actual arrest, and she might have declined to drop charges, but, like, if you have it on tape, you're like, we don't need you to say anything. Exactly. Oh. Okay. She, she doesn't have to. The state can. Yeah. And she's a... She's like the mother of his kids, right? right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I look at it like, if she decides that that's not a deal breaker, mm-hmm. you know, she's going to stay with him, I guess I can only do so much about mm-hmm. that, but... You know, with kids involved and stuff, it's like right. this does not seem healthy. But that's also part of where I feel like the justice system needs to step in, regardless if the woman says, "Oh, it's okay, it's okay." It yeah. should still be protecting and holding right. the law. I mean, if the law says you can't hit women, you can't hit your partner, not even just women, people. you can't hit your yeah. your partner or women or yeah, people. <laughs> you shouldn't do it. So, regardless if she says, "Oh, it's okay, I don't want to press charges." That's part of the yes. problem. I mean, that happens a lot. But do we have video of we have video of the threat? Because we don't have video of him actually hitting her, right? I don't believe there's video of him hitting her, but there yeah, is video, video of, of the threat. A threat, yeah. right? So, very interesting stuff. Um, I wonder if they do that for other genres of music, because you know, there's you know, they have a whole hip hop police for like there's police dedicated to hip hop. I wonder if they do that for other people. Not saying that. 
Fab shouldn't have gotten arrested, but I'm just saying, like, that's very interesting that they're following up on that threat. Um, just for this genre, I wonder if there's plenty of des- domestic violence out there. I mean, I, threats out there. I honestly don't know. Because yeah, I, I, I follow hip-hop. I don't follow Other things. I'm just saying, things. I'm curious. Um, I'm not asking you to answer the question. Has Justin Timberlake ever beat anybody? Let's, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's ripped a titty out. That's the sound. I, right. that was, I don't know. That was a nice titty back then. I don't know what it looks like now, though. <laughs> Nip flip next. Well, I know her face looks like it got pulled back. Janet Jackson looked like she got like a lot of a lot of plastic surgery, and it kind of hurts my my soul because she always yeah. wears her hair up in a ponytail and just looks like like this all of that. Um, uh. Next, next up, what we got? Um, let's talk about hmm, Kavanaugh. Sure, our latest Supreme Court. Oh, yes, Brett Kavanaugh. Justice. Justice, yeah. Yeah, let's give him a round of applause. Wait, what? I said, let's give him a round of applause. Oh, and then okay. I hit the wrong button. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed okay. to be that. Oh, okay, yeah. So this motherfucker got confirmed. <sighs> so we didn't talk about it uh, the last week, um or the last pos- podcast because I wanted to talk about it with people that actually knew what was going on in the in the trial and all, or not trial because it wasn't a trial the confirmation. Um, I didn't want to like just do headline type of commentary, um, so I took my time. I took the time out of my day to listen to the full fucking six hour. Um, I want to say it was six hours because it was a nine hour video, but I cut all the commentary, so probably. Shaved off a good three hours of that. But anyway, um, listen to the whole fucking thing, both Dr. Ford and Kavanaugh's testimony. And it was ridiculous. Ridiculously long. Mm-hmm. Ridiculously biased. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it was very, mis- like the, the position that the Republicans d- just put themselves in to have a woman prosecutor just focus in on Ford and her, but then when Kavanaugh fucking did everything, like when he went on the stand, on the stand to or not stand. See, I keep referring to it as a trial because mm-hmm. everyone keeps referring to a trial, but it was not a trial. A hearing. It was a hearing. Um, but when Kavanaugh goes up there and all the the Republicans decide to speak to him, it's just like a, a showing of like we don't give a fuck about women. You can suck our dicks, and that's it. Like, I will respond and talk directly to Kavanaugh because he is a white male that I, quote-unquote, respect, and I'm going to apologize to you that you had to be, Aww. you know, you had to be up here getting your, your 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 family having to go through all this shit because of something that you did back in the past that shouldn't have been brought up. And that's just, you know. I mean, you know, obviously him too is important, right? I mean, yes, uh... him too is an important movement. It's great. Uh, <laughs> and it's just it was just horrible. It was just like this is really what's happening right now. And it, then the it, FBI it investigation did shit not did nothing. It was for show. Yeah. It was all for show. I mean basically like one of the things is they they said they tried to paint it as a he said she said thing. Mhm. And it was like 
you know what would clear this up real quickly? You you send the FBI over to ask both of them about this point blank, and the legal ramifications of lying to the FBI are like obvious. So then you you know you get your answer, and the White House specifically requested that they don't interview the two people that it was all about. Right. But which makes no sense. But I I also feel like it was. Isn't it also a crime to to lie to, to Congress? Congress? Yes. But we know for a fact that Kavanaugh went up and lied. Right. I'm, I'm, so, yeah. so I'm, I'm like, that's, that's, I mean, saying he never got blackout drunk. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's plenty of witnesses who can corroborate him being blackout drunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just like one of a few little things. Um, some, some case that came up. While back, he said he never received emails for it, and yeah, and then there's emails the in his yeah. inbox that he responded to about this thing. So, if he's proven to lie in front of Congress, I feel like that in itself should disqualify you, right? Yeah, it, it was it was horrible because this thing kept coming, like it kept being. That's why I keep saying like it's referred to as a trial when it's not a trial. This was this wasn't a this wasn't something to find out if he was doing the crime, even though like we all I believe that he did the, the crime, but. It was a hearing about his character, and he lied on under oath. He like he knew so, how much coverage it had. He lied to America. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, and we still confirmed him, or not we, but you know. Yeah, he was the most unpopular. Actually, I think he may be the most unpopular justice to ever actually get confirmed. But is then I I saw something somewhere else. I'm not sure if this is true, but there's only been like. There's like there's more people that have been confirmed, un- that were unpopular than, or not confirmed, confirmed by, I can't even bring that up because I can't remember it, but yeah, this um, is some bullshit. The no, whole it, thing is bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. I think that I mean we we have a, a heavy Republican or heavy conservative uh, presence on the Supreme Court now, right. and you're gonna I think. We're basically going to see things like rolling back of, um, you know, like women's... Uh, yeah, Roe versus right? Wade, that kind of K- stuff. Kind of things. I think they're mm-hmm. going to try to do everything, you know, around it, erode everything else, and then say that it's technically legal. Kind of like what states do. is like, oh, we didn't outlaw it. We just outlaw enough things so that you have to go like 100 miles to get an abortion. Yeah. Right? And then I think we're going to see a more gutting cuz it's been happening for a while of voting rights protections. Yep. And we don't even have as much of the lower courts protection that we had before because there are a lot of lower courts that didn't have judges that they also blocked Obama from putting people on those courts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like the chain going all the way up and there's they're they're steamrolling judges in the lower courts too, so it's it's not looking good. It's. It, I mean, o- overall, for because a lot of these appointments are lifetime appointments, and so we'll we'll see, you know. But it's the even of- if we get Democratic president, Democratic senators, it's not going to fix this thing overnight. No, mm-hmm. we're getting. <laughs> it's it's the beginning of Handmaid's Tale. Women are going to be fucking. <laughs> In, in in these cloaks and and we can't look at people and we're just gonna be there to just give birth. I can't be gay no more. Like it's the beginning. 
I I really feel that way. I really fucking feel that way. This that, cause that shit hurt. That's why I paid attention so much to that. I mean, it it hurts on so much more than just one issue, though. I mm-hmm. mean, the ramifications of this are going to be far stretching. I mean, women's rights, voting rights, um, the environment, mm-hmm. um, uh, just pushing any type of progressive legislation at all. I mean, tr- trying to get us to catch up to the rest of the world and a lot of little things, you know, um, economically. I mean, we're, we're just going to see a regression in a lot of the values that we've, we've held so dear in this country for a long time. Um, or have we really? Um, so, so we'll see, man. It's just, it, 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 it's kind of scary. Um, but you can't lose hope. You know, this is still supposed to be a country of the people, by the people, for the people. So if we, the people, can stand up and, you know, keep ourselves active and loud and vocal, then at some point in time, hopefully we can, uh, we can make that change happen. And, you know, we do have an election coming up, so <laughs> we do. You guys know what that is. I was born. A change is going to come, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's just the way. You got to be hopeful. I had to give you a little, yeah. you know, yeah. musical. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's change from the most depressing topic I think we have of the evening. Um, or morning, because it's not an evening. It feels like an evening in here. Because what, whatever no time windows. you're listening to this. Um, to Drake opening up. So Drake was on the most the le- um the latest episode of the shop, which is LeBron's uh barbershop show where they just talk shop. Um, I was trying to see how many times I could say shop. Um, yeah, Drake opened up and he talked about the whole Kanye situation. He talked about what else. He talked about his baby mama, his family, all that good stuff, uh, which I won't comment on. Mm-hmm. Um, Cedric does not look like he wants to be here today. <laughs> Why do you look like that? What? I'm fucking waiting like for this. Ben to talk. Uh, I'm trying to be you polite. Look, you, look, <sighs> you look like, oh, I'm so not here. He just came back from Japan, and I feel like he just feels like these things just don't matter to me anymore. They're oh. so tiny. They're so <laughs> minuscule that we should just be out there planting plants and and Walking in being lines. polite to people when they're trying to get on the train. It's true. We should. Let people off the train first, you fuckers. We had a nice Shit. little conversation about his trip. We should have said that in the beginning. But anyway, yeah. Drake opened up. Um, Very interesting conversation that they had. Uh, yeah. Well, I think in a way, um, Drake is sort of apologizing or, or crafting a story about why the the beef didn't end the way rap beefs do. Uh-huh. You know? Because he basically shut it down. It's like, um, they said something, I respond, they say something else, and he's like, we're not fighting yeah. publicly about this anymore. I thought the most interesting part of it was when he said, um, I'm not... Like, I, I had a response, and I listened to it, and I didn't want to um, put that energy out there. I didn't want to be remembered for this, because apparently he went to a dark place on it and did some research or something. I don't know. Maybe he did. I feel like he must have did a lot of research about Kanye and would have, like, hurt Kanye a little bit more than he would have hurt um, Pusha. But um, it was very interesting to hear him say, like, 
I, I instead of doing that, I put that energy that I had for him and I put it into my my shit. And then he said that he didn't have nonstop. He didn't have in my feelings. He didn't have a lot of those songs after until after the story of Adidon came out, which was but interesting. Something for me that was probably the most revealing was how he didn't mention Pusha T not once. Nah, he didn't. There was nothing in the Pusha T was the one who actually did the song. He never brought up that man's name or even acknowledged him. Mm-mm. The whole conversation was about Kanye West. Yeah. And so I feel like for me, it kind of that that was the sentiment that a lot of people had, even in the diss track that he did put out. It's like you mentioned Pusha T a couple times in your diss, but like most of it was kind of aimed at 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 Kanye. Uh, at Kanye. Because mm-hmm. that's the root of the problem. And that's and so it it kind of validates that that idea that a lot of people had. Mm-hmm. Um but it also just kind of, I mean, considering where Kanye's been recently, right? I I can see him doing some crazy shit like that, right? You know, I could see him inviting him out, having him write on write for him, and promising this and promising that, and then totally flipping it. But then for me, part of a part of it is what animosity does Kanye have towards Drake. towards Drake? Like what I, happened there? I can tell you. So I remember what was it? Uh, was it like two years ago? They're supposed to be having an album coming out together. Yep. And then Jay Z was supposedly having issues with Drake, and then that's when Kanye f- kind of first started going a little nuts when he was on stage talking mm-hmm. about, "Oh, Jay Z sending goons after me because I'm trying to make make music with Drake and blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah." So I, maybe you you might know what the fuck does Kanye have against Drake? I think it has to do with what. And this, I guess, I want to kind of just tie everything together because our next topic is with him going over the Trump. But um, I think it has to do with him valuing people that have power and him understanding that Drake has taken his place or not, in, or what he th- viewed as his place. Mm-hmm. So, like, Kanye, I think Kanye... Sees, jealous? Yeah, exactly. It's it's jealousy. Uh, and and it's it's in a realm that Kanye kind of... Because a lot of people revere Kanye as a musical genius, and Drake has not lost, not once, like, not, not, like coming out at all. Like, he sells records, he sells clothing, he sells anything he touches, he sells. So I think at one point, Kanye was like that. And now I think Kanye's kind of coming into that whole thing that we were talking about before that we started casting as to how Kanye... Whether he touch like whatever he touches, whether good or bad, is going to be talked about. And now he's coming into that that realm of like power, I guess you can say. So mm-hmm. I think what he I think what Kanye envies about Drake is what Kanye could have become. That's just my thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um the mm-hmm. way the way Drake uh tells a story was sort of Kanye doing this weird kind of a two-faced thing where he was like, hey, buddy, let's hang out, let's chat, let's do this and that. While the whole time he's sort of crafting this idea is like, I want to be the number one talked about thing in Mm -hmm. rap this summer, you know? Which is why, yeah, which is why he changed a lot of like the dates. Like like, Drake talked about like the dates and stuff like that. Like I totally believe Drake in in that interview. Mm -hmm. Like... I I think I I could totally see Kanye doing some whack ass shit like that because we've seen him do a lot of whack ass shit out here right now. Drake it doesn't put, seem like it's beyond his character. 
Drake uh, put out a double album and Kanye was rushing a bunch of short albums. Rushed. Right. That's that's the that's the key word there. Rushed. Yeah. There there's videos of him on an airplane like making beats for an album that's coming out like on a Wednesday that came out that Friday. Like mm-hmm. it was rushed. Mhm. So it, it I mean it, it validates you know Drake's story. But why, Kanye? What do you mean why? I mean, do you think jealousy would really push him that far? Yes. Yeah. He, he wants to be the best. I mean, he, he's gone... This he's, is a man that called these, himself a god. But has he ever done this? I, I, I'm just, you know, throwing mm-hmm. that out there. Has he... Has there any instance of the, him do, going this far, like, destroying a relationship with someone before? I think that there's, you know, there's always competition, and you've seen, like, weird variations of that before like oh you know are you going to get the 50 cent or are you going to get the Kanye or like him you know this this the weird relationships you have with Jay-Z where mm-hmm. you know they work together he severed he that relationship him. I I think that the the fog of kind of erratic decisions going around Kanye West is just manifesting itself in this old thing that he had with like wanting to be the best and getting right. there so it's like a more extreme version of some stuff that we've kind of seen in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think what what's interesting is that, like, if you think think about the Jay-Z to Kanye to Drake relationship, it's all like a big brother type of hierarchy thing, you know? So, like, Jay-Z... <laughs> ben just had to, like, put the fingers up and say, you know, big brother. We need some diagrams. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that's what it is. It's like Kanye had that song, Big Brother... And he was looking up to Jay-Z. And then I think at some point, Kanye felt that he was surpassing Jay-Z or going to be on the same level or something like that, like greater than or equal to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then it's the same thing with Drake, how he's been saying, like, I'm I'm greater than or equal to my heroes. Yeah. And and I think that's something that Kanye and Drake ha- connected on. And I think you can hear in the in the interview that Drake is talking about how you know, he wants to be, or Kanye is talking about, or talking to Drake about how he wants to be like the big brothers, but I need to like, I need to know everything that's going on so I can help you in the best way and this, this, and that. Like, I want to curate things. And since Kanye's revered as that, like, you believe those things. So I think the relationship, like, it, it's, it's, it's a very interesting dynamic between the three of them. Yeah. And I mean, I guess devil's advocate. Yeah. Right. I just want to make sure Drake is not out there trying to kick a horse while it's down. Mm-hmm. Kanye's in the news, you know, making a fool of himself. Mm-hmm. And it's convenient now to come out and say all these things about Kanye West, It is right? a chess move. So, you know, with that in mind, you have to understand that you can't just take Drake's part as 100% the truth. You no, know? no. You yeah, can't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't really You shouldn't do that. do that, right? So take it and understand bits and pieces of it. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But I'm sure there's also more things going on that don't know about. Because come on, the timing's very convenient for him to just be shitting on, on Kanye. Nah, I mean, this... this LeBron James has a show. Drake is gonna end up on it at some point. And he he could have told the story a month ago and you'd but be like... But this, this show has been on for a while, though. Like, it's been on webisodes before and then it converted to uh, HBO. Right. Like, there was things like, you know, they like Draymond Green showed up on a, a couple of them, too. Like... 
John Stewart was on those. Oh yeah. Like, was, I'm not talking about the show. I'm, I'm just saying, like, so in the with, timing, with Drake, <clears throat> the timing for Drake to go on and for it to come out, and for him to be saying these things about Kanye West was just very strategic. And it's it's, it's not something that Drake hasn't done before. He's a mm-hmm. very strategic person when it comes to anything that he does, whether it's releases, um, certain disses, certain mm-hmm. sneak disses, and I'm I'm just saying, just just put it all in context. Put it all in context. Sure, <laughs> but. Um, I just I just don't think that even though even if we do put it all in context. So you're saying so you're saying that you're not sure that this is the complete truth. Is that what you're Oh, I know it's yeah. not the complete truth. What do you so I'm saying what, it's strategic for Drake to drop this this version of the truth on us now. Yeah. And it's just let let's kick a dog while he's down. Well, we, we he's leaked hints of this story right before. I don't think, I don't know. I don't know if it's a kick a dog while it's down. Okay. Because I mean, of he's, that, Kanye is down, but yeah. it's like I mean, he's, he's kicking been him like that, that but I don't for think so it's long. On. You're right. Like, I think the fact that it's been leaked through other sources that this was what was happening, and I think of course, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think that it's not a chess move. I think it is is very much a chess move, but I still think that it's very much a truth move too. Like I think it's I I I believe it. I think yeah, I think we we kind of see so many things that already that you kind of like uh I I kind of that kind of connects with the behavior that I've seen mm-hmm. or like the story yeah. or whatever. Yeah. There was there was one thing we didn't mention that Kanye was in Chicago for oh, a while yeah. and he mm-hmm. he had this part where he was doing like these Instagram live, yeah, videos, yeah, the videos whatever. when he yeah. didn't know how to like take the phone away from his face so that we can not just see his chin. But yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah, and he, and he was talking about how he he took offense that Drake didn't shoot down the Kim K references and whatnot. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, as a man, you know, you're supposed to do. Yeah, but it, and it it's weird. And it, one of the things that I really hate about Kanye West now is. That he's always like, I'm talking about love. I'm about love, and it's like, there's nothing. It's it, your things you do don't make sense. Right. You can't be like, well, I'm talking about love, and I'm wearing a hat that is worn to show as hate. a sign of hate. It's like, what? What is this? What? Are, what are you talking about? No, but but he flipped it. He oh. flipped it and turned it into love. He didn't oh, flip wow. shit. It's like the N word. You we know what I'm saying? That. I mean, he tried to get like. This he tried to get Colin Kaepernick up to the White House. He tried, and he tried. Nah, yeah. bro, we ain't going. We ain't going. <laughs> we we ain't going. Bro. <laughs> but like, and that's what I'm just what I'm saying. Like, it's just it's there's things that Kanye's doing that yes, I understand that there can be there can be plays to be made that are strategic by Drake that can make this just just play, just playing on what Kanye's doing right now and just saying you know what I'm gonna put this out with this amount of what happened and. That'll just ruin this man, kind of mm-hmm. thing. I get that. I just think that there's a lot. There's, there, it's, it's easier to me f- to look in at someone's face when they're saying something, and see, right? No, and what's happening? I'm not trying to discredit mm-hmm. the Drake. No, part. but I'm just, I'm just acknowledging that, that this, this is very timely. This mm-hmm. is a strategic move by him to right. put it out around this time, and it's gonna get a lot of clicks because Kanye is clicking all throughout the news right now. Right. All right. That's it. I mean, he was on SNL. What last last week? Yeah, went on with. He was like, they want. They tried to bully me backstage. 
They told me not to get, come out with that hat. And then Pete Davidson went on. He's like, nobody told you not to pull it, like not to go out there. You wore that hat throughout the whole week. Nobody yeah. said nothing. Well, I'm sure somebody, somebody <laughs> no, nobody told me. I'm nothing. not even saying like from, from Saturday Night Live. I'm somebody. Just, somebody was like, Kanye, are you really wearing this hat? It's like, and that was his idea of bullying. And he's so powerful because he... Did it anyway. Did yeah. it anyway. It's like, dude, what? So what if I told you not to kill that person over there? Or don't do that, and then you kill him, you feel powerful. It's the same fucking thing. I mean, I love myself, and I think about killing myself every day. So I definitely thought <laughs> okay, about killing Kanye. you. Exactly, Kanye. Uh, oh, I, I, Man's I, sick. What I got to say, one thing about Kanye is Kanye's okay. making headlines. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I was thinking about it. It's like he's not driving the culture anymore. No. It's... It, it's really kind of funny that, like... It's true. He isn't... Like, one of the things about Kanye was him being considered sort of a style icon. Mm-hmm. And he's he's not that right now. No. You know, he's just kind of like... He, he went through this thing where he's wearing drab colors, but now he's just, like, wearing black shirts and whatever. And I guess it's part of, like, that dad bod phase of Kanye's, too. Yeah, definitely. So he's kind of gone away from that. But it's like... He can say any wild stuff, and you know he used to say wild stuff too, and it still mm-hmm. gets attention, but it's not driving the culture, right? Which is interesting, and I think this is part of that thing that's like eating away at him, and he's like, "How do I get back there? How yeah. do I, how do I um, leverage my relationship with like a Drake or Travis Scott mm-hmm. to make myself relevant?" It's like, am I so erratic that I'm going to like you. tear up old relationships because I want right. to get back in the spotlight? I got you. I I I I think I agree with that too. No, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah. he's he's not driving shit in the culture right now. I mean, shit. You see somebody with Yeezys on now, and you're like, I told still, that bitch you, don't wear no three fifties around me. You still you still rocking those shits? I mean, they're they're restocking half the Yeezys too, so the mm-hmm. prices are dropping. Resale values ain't shit no more. Like, yeah. I mean, come on, all you sneakerheads know, like Yeezys ain't ain't shit no more. Right. So, quick question: Are we listening to Yandi when it drops? I don't want to. I'm probably going to listen to it. I'll give it a listen. I will. I don't want but to. I, I I don't expect it to click with me, really. I don't want to listen to it, but since you, it's two out of three, I have to. Because we got to talk about it. I mean, I don't know if we, I even want to talk about it, but I'll, I'll give it a listen. Oh, just, if we, if just we don't talk about culture, it, I don't have to listen to just it. Just for the culture, I'll yeah. give but it a listen. But he's not driving the culture. I don't feel like... So, so why oh, I got to I mean, listen like, to it for the culture? I, I didn't say you had to listen to it. <laughs> it don't, I mean, well, it doesn't matter he says still. for the culture. <laughs> right, I'm listening to it for the culture. Whether he's driving it or not, I'm still curious to see what he's putting out. Uh, I'm not going to purchase it. Mm. I might give it one stream. There you go. But was it 10,000 streams equals an album sale? Yeah. So I'll give it one stream. Mm-hmm. One go round. One go round. Cool. And we don't, we, we've already kind of covered what he did at the White House. We didn't talk about he did at the White House at all. No? No. Oh, we didn't, huh? We didn't say anything about the White well, House. Well, uh, he went to the White House. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have something to say about to that, too. went to the White House. And... Kanye went to the White House. It sounds like a child's book. Dude, we need to, like, write a... <laughs> A kid's book. Kanye goes to the White House and like having be like a picture book with like him walking in with the MAGA hat and right. Trump sitting at the desk and all the reports. That would be a dope ass because, yo, I need an illustrator. Hit me up uh, through thecrate.com. We're going to make this kid's book. Kanye goes to I the White want, House. I, mine is, is a little more um, not kid friendly. I just want to see Kanye West underneath the desk and then Trump 
sitting in the chair. Ooh, that that could be a scene in the kids' book, and like a pop up, and it's like. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, he goes to the White House. Um, he talks some bullshit, and we all listen, uh, which kind of sucks. It wasn't even <laughs> bullshit though, and it, so what? I was. What I mean by it is, yeah. it wasn't bullshit. He wasn't trying to bullshit. This man is sick. Like that. That's what I got out of this. The 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 explain the drunken ramblings of a. Mentally ill person off their medication. And I remember I made this comment before when we were talking about some of the stuff Kanye was doing. And it's reinforced now with just the rant and the way he's talking, the energy and the fever he has behind it. He, he's not right. Like, he's got, he's, he's got some issues. And there's nobody, and because he's Kanye West... There's nobody who's able to pull him to the side and be like, bro, go to the doctor. Bro, take be. your pills. Bro, chill out. Go back to Montana. Get your mind right and then come back. When do we start judging the people that stand behind him? Right now. Okay. Right I'm now. Because they... I've been judging Kid Cudi, fucking Pusha, fucking... Like, I even want Tiana Taylor to get the fuck away from that motherfucker. Like, it's... it's to me, it's one thing to be sick... But I don't think that's an excuse to be an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, but, like but that's I, the thing. You you don't know what you're doing a lot of the times. In your own mind, you can rationalize it a certain way. And so I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying he's doing that because he's sick. sick. It's not okay. It's not right. I think it's so. I I I guess what I'm express. So yeah, you're right. I'm not I'm not putting it mostly on Kanye because all of our anger and everything is going towards Kanye when it shouldn't. It should be going towards the people that are around him and the people that are indulging him and the people that keep talking about him, i.e. us. You know what I mean? Like, we have to because it's the culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, that's what I'm saying is that, like, the people that are indulging this man and the people that are, are like, just just letting him do these things. Like, we have to start holding them accountable because they're the ones that can stop this. They're the ones that aren't sick. They're the ones, like, it's just... It reminds me of Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he he had all these people that would enable whatever. Because like, that was one of the things we knew about Michael. Michael asked for anything, he'll get it. He asked for a bathtub full of Evian, he'll get it. He, <laughs> he wants to get a, a zoo at his house, he gets it. And, you know, it... It just led to other things like, hey, do you want some boys to spend the night? You will get them. You know, do you need some drugs? We'll get those to you. And Kanye has a lot of that too. It's like you got these yes men. These people are just like, come up. What do you want, Kanye? Get it. We'll, we'll give it to you because he's their life. Right. It's like you if if his relationship with Tiana Taylor was cut off right now, mm-hmm. like you think you'd really see another album that does anything? It's so easy. I think now, yeah. I think it's so easy to follow. I, I, I think it could. I think it could. I think she's got tra- traction enough from that, especially from Fade and everything. Like, if she would have put something out o- o- over the cusp of that, I think it would have been okay. I think now, um, it is, it, I, it's a very valid question. It's arguable that she would not um, do anything after this, but I think I think she has a, a push, especially with the fact that she's selling out shows, regardless of Jeremiah being a part of that. 
Like, I think her star power is there 100%. It's there because of Kanye, though. I don't think it's there because of Kanye. Hell no. You just said after Fade. You did kind after of Fade. Say after but fade. no, but which I'm, is Kanye. No, yes, I'm sorry. But I'm just saying, like, it yes, okay, I apologize. Um, I just don't like saying because of Kanye. But it's like. but, but yes. You gotta acknowledge that. You no, know, I acknowledge and, and that. it's yes. But I'm but I but I'm saying that yes, after fade and all that stuff, because of Kanye, I think if she were to do something now, it would it would pop. Yes. Kanye has been very successful with music, and mm-hmm. we know that he you know, does a whole collaborative thing to make music and people that are part of that get paid. Mm -hmm. So there's so many people that are just like, all I got to do is kind of be around Kanye and contribute a little and I'm going to be taken care of. Yeah. But that's that's why I keep going back to the accountability thing. Like, yeah, I'm being taken care of, of, but at what cost? Yeah, yeah. But for some people, I mean, it's... But that's the same thing we were talking about, though. With when you said like we come back, you came back from Japan, and you you find that there's simple things that we just that we need we don't even care about anymore, or we don't take the time to care about. I think those are the things that like in this instance, like we integrity is not weighed. Like you you have I got to get paid at any cost by any means. By any means, and I think those are the things that. Judge a man's integrity or judge a man's character. And I think character doesn't mean anything in America. It's about the almighty dollar. And mm. I know. I understand that. But that's what I'm saying. In order to change yeah. that, you have to start thinking about those things. And I have to I have to start believing in accountability and believing in character in order yeah. to make that out in the world. You're saying you believe in humanity, you know what I mean? We got to start believing in humanity in, in regards to that and start trying to s- spread that. I don't know. But it's, and I guess where that came from was when you see people in such positions of power or with so much still gripping on to the coattails of someone else because they have a little bit more than them. Mm-hmm. Even if it's Even if it's for all the wrong reasons, just so they can get a little bit more, it's sickening. It's like you're already rich. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even if you look at Tiana Taylor, since we're using her as an example, mm-hmm. she's already richer than everybody in this room. Yeah. You know? So she could invest her money properly and not put out any more music and be okay. Mm-hmm. But so she's going to stick around with Kanye because she wants more. You know, and is that okay? Uh, just had an Uber ride the other night. I'm just doing a little, yeah. little tangent here. I wonder uh, where this is going. This guy from Georgia. Mm-hmm. The country Georgia, not, not the oh. state. The country Georgia. He spoke very little English. Um, and he's talking about he has a friend who is super, super rich, super, super wealthy. And how his friend invited him to come out to uh, one of his homes. He's like, yeah, I just bought this house for a few hundred thousand dollars. Why don't you come out and hang out with me? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, he's like, it's just crazy that he can just like buy a house. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, come out. Don't, don't bring anything, you know. Give you a bunch of money just to hang out. And it's like... There's people starving in the world, mm-hmm. and he's just willing to just give me all this money just to come and hang out. I mean, trust me, I don't understand all the details behind the story he's telling me, right. but his heart's in the right place and saying he didn't feel comfortable doing that because mm-hmm. there's people starving in the world, and that money could be put to better use. Right. And it's like, why there's so many people with so much and so many other people with so little? It's because of that mentality of, it's still not enough. I still mm-hmm. need more. And I, mean, the, we, yeah. I mean, these people are already rich, right? I mean, I fucking hate rich people. 
<laughs> I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, you have to have a certain mentality to become a billionaire. So yeah, yeah. But that's, that's... or just be born, <laughs> or just be born one, right? Or just be born one, right? But I mean, it's it's people want power, people want more money, and they'll do anything to get it. Yeah. Um, Show will. One thing, uh, last thing about Kanye is uh, he, he was going on some crazy rants because he's been going on this weird thing about slavery, whatever. Oh, the, mm-hmm. the, the 13th Amendment. Yeah. And at one point he says, he, he throws out this conspiracy theory that Abraham Lincoln was black. Oh, uh, God. And then he's, he apologized for saying that, that Bush doesn't care about black people. And he says something along the lines of he had a slave mentality back then. See if this comes up later in conversation. Whoa, whoa. Jesus he said God. he had a slave mentality when he said George Bush doesn't care about black people. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that. And Abraham Lincoln being black, that was debunked fucking decades ago. Oh, How do we my even God. get near discussing something like that? I, I remember reading something about it a while ago. Damn, internet. And I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole 13th Amendment thing, he, he just said that so bad. Horribly. I understand where he was going, but he just said it so bad. Bad. That's why we got to stop listening to people like that. Um, and then next, last thing to, on our docket for news, and we'll go into some music. Vic Mensa and XXX. So apparently he did something at the BET Awards in the Cypher. Was it in the Cypher? I yes, don't know. it was the Cypher. Wait, it wasn't. Oh, was that BET hip-hop, Awards? Uh, hip-Hop Awards. The Hip-Hop, hip-hop awards. awards. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, it's hard to keep up with these. BET Hip-Hop mm-hmm. Awards. Yeah. You know, so, the nigga shit. Yeah, he... So what was it? Cause I didn't... <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, there's another one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, give that man a quarter. Man, we need to we need to make a song. I know. The right? one iconic song. About right, that's it. And then that's, that's it. it. That's it. Set for life, but I want more. <laughs> anyway, Vic Mensa. Uh, what did he say? I didn't even hear it. I didn't I'm gonna hear be honest. Either. I. I yeah, it's, I, I'm, it's I heard little... his response, but I didn't hear the yeah, actual response. His diss. written so, response. Yeah, he was he was read. up on stage and he was just like saying like kind of broadly because this was like after the Kavanaugh thing that we we shouldn't like support abusers and whatever mm-hmm. and it it kind of was clear that part of it was highlighting um, XXX because of his the stories about his abuse of like um, LGTB kids and yeah. women. And um, there was there's backlash for that because XXX has a lot of fans still, and then also because his mom was in the audience. And X oh, yeah. is dead, by the way, guys. Yeah, in case you didn't know that. So Vic said he he didn't know that his mom was in the audience, but he still kind of stands by the point that we shouldn't celebrate people that are right. abusers, even if they died. Like basically, death doesn't you know wash away all your bad deeds. Right. I I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. But it's Vic Mensa, who's known for speaking up on things when it's convenient for him to try to speak up on things to make a point. Uh, there's mm-hmm. other examples he could have used than a dead person at that moment. Um, I mean, we just talked about Fab. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't say shit about Fab. I don't think anybody said shit about Fab. You know, I mean, he could talk about beloved. Ray Rice. Um, 
He could have talked about himself when he admitted to choking on uh, his girlfriend. Yes. I was just going to say you know, that. He, he could have said, like, I, that... I struggled with this and I, you know what I'm saying, I overcame it. And mm-hmm. he didn't say none of that shit. He went after a very popular young artist who died an untimely death and took advantage of that to try to bring uh, attention to himself. So I have very little respect for Vic Mensa. It's It's... Convenient activism or whatever the fuck you want to. You think that, that that's what you you believe he does? Convenient. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I do. I mean, and if some good comes to that, sure. I mean, the thing where the the city of Chicago put out mm-hmm. those those bait cars with the shoes, then he ended up uh, fundraising and, and 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 giving away a bunch of shoes. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. You know. But you still think it's convenient? It was timely, but I mean, it was because of the thing that happened. So when should I, I'm just curious, devil's advocate? When should someone do something? Like I don't know. Like is it is it always going to be convenient just because he's a public figure? It's it's not what, but it's how it's it's how come it, he had it, to go at X, the guy who's who, who the guy who's dead. He could have gone at anyone else. I listed several other people who mm-hmm. he could have mentioned, but part of it is he he was he was a little vague at it, you know. With, with he wasn't like specifically saying names, you know, like. By name, we shouldn't be talking about this one person. I mean, it was clear. How did and, we and, know that he was talking about X then? It was, Sorry, I didn't hear it, so yeah, I don't know. It was, it was just sort of like the context of like we shouldn't... I think glorify. he did say something about like how we shouldn't glorify him just because they passed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, well, this... Like, XXX won... Uh, there we go. He won favorite album, Soul and R&B. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Tangent. How in the fuck was that album Soul and R&B? No, because there's a lot of singing on it. Somehow it's it, not Soul and R&B. It beat American <laughs> is... Teen and Control. Wow. Wow. So, so you put you put the AMAs, and then they give Migos like best pop rock. <laughs> yes. Best pop rock or best pop pop group. You, pop rock album. You, uh. There we go. Favorite duo or group, pop rock. Migos beat Imagine Dragons and Maroon 5 (laughs) in the pop rock category. That's dumb. They are not pop rock. Well. They're pop, but not. I think that brings in an, uh, you know, interesting conversation about if Migos are pop. Do you you even fit them in that? Do you leave them in that category? I don't know. Because people keep them be partially pop. I don't know, man. I wouldn't lead with that. We did bring this up before, just talking about how hip hop is now pop. No, I don't. I well, yeah. Yeah, we have talked I, I about like, that. I feel safer saying hip hop is popular, which yes. is a different, it's a different statement. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Migos make pop music. I mean, Migos make pop. Music. They make, pop, make music, pop music, dude. I mean, think about some of the biggest pop songs that have come out, and they've you hear a lot of Migos. I mean, like they're normal pop stars, like fucking what Miley Cyrus was making pop music. It was, Didn't he, they did the song with Katy Perry, right? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. Did when I Perry. saw that, I was like, "Oh, I see, I yeah. see what they're." Yeah, they did a the song with for. Calvin Harris, with Frank Ocean. Yeah. So, so yeah, they they are in the pop world. But but let's bring it back. That's a tangent. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. You know, go, to what you said, you know, at this award show, XXX won award. He just died this year, so you know he's going to come up in the memorandum. You know, Fab isn't really like, 
you know, got any music burning up the charts or whatever. But, but a person like uh, Vic Mensa is in the age range of a bunch of people that worship him to death. I mm-hmm. think that he sees it. He sees, like, the, the way that rap loves the youth. You know, you, new guys come in and establish people who are like, you know, I'm going to do a feature with this person. I want to I sound fresh even though I'm an old person, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, even Lil Wayne recently, you know, did some work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we done with that topic then? Okay. Um, interesting um, transition. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I didn't know if we were done with uh, XXX. I, I, think, I think it's a little tricky to to deal with people that are dead that have problematic things happen during their lives. Mm -hmm. And I think there are a lot of dead rappers that I appreciate the music of, but they, they just had stuff that they did that, I mean, didn't hard to really, didn't Pac have cases against him? Yeah. About beating women? Yes. Um, Pac and Big, Dr. Dre. Oh, Dre. Cases about being, you know, if we're and talking about cases. We gotta say Snoop. Snoop. Yep. I mean, it's, and this is why I, but, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think death is a thing where you, you can't talk about someone's faults, but right. But but you have to do it in a way that is respectful, or is respectful to, to yeah, a little bit, yeah, to you the do. Survive people surviving that. You person. do because this this dude was nineteen, and, mm-hmm. and you know if Vic Mensa, like I had said before, if he had worded it in a way that I was young once too, I made mistakes when I was young too. Mm-hmm. Did, that, did that come up at all in this statement that that he he was young also and he also made mistakes when he was nineteen? No, 19? It no. no. Okay, so <laughs> you know it's it's like it's like you can't just just like vilify someone if without. Talking about yourself too, especially if you. I think that's one way that uh, (laughs) that Cedric likes to hear people talk. I think he doesn't like to be talked down to. I think he wants a a little lead with like, "Well, I'm not perfect. Let's all try to be better." No, (laughs) I I actually like to be talked to. I can admit that I like to be talked to that way. I don't want to be talked down to at all ever. But um, but no, I, I get I get what you're saying. It's just I mean anyway. It is what it is. It is what it is. X. X was a singer though. <laughs> he, was a, he was a pop rock singer. He was an R and B and soul singer, singer and who influenced all the old heads. <laughs> which is why we are going to get into this album. So let's talk about Lil Wayne's Carter Five, bitch. Working thirty-five years later. It thirty-five years did later. Exist. And it is twenty hundred and fifty-nine thousand um, songs long. Uh, only twenty three. Thanks. No, twenty nine fifty hundred nine thousand. What what I said? <laughs> just rewind it. I just said twenty nine fifty nine hundred nine thousand. Hundred nine fifty nine twenty nine. Uh. Sorry. Yeah. I just thought I could be a, a rapper like at that point. We we kind of you know went back. Twenty three f- songs. A lot of back and forth is. Our album's going to be short now. Are they going to be long? We've got another one for the long category. <laughs> another one for the long one. Somebody recently said that uh, long albums are is a cheap shot or a cheap way to... Um, boost your streaming? Yeah, boost your streaming. Well, yeah, that, that's what Migos did. When the Migos came out, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying somebody said that something like that recently, too. But, um... All right, so let's start. Let's go in. Um, how'd you guys feel about this album? 
I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah? Yeah. Por qué? Why? Um, Carter 3 came out. Lil Wayne went to jail. And then... Carter 4 came Carter out. Carter 4 came out. And Carter 4 was a disappointment. There were, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was like... Um, you, you saw Lil Wayne kind of deal, trying to make music that's while having problems with, you know, coordinating with people. And it's mm-hmm. just like, there's so much going on with you. I know you want to make some music, but like you end up having to sacrifice things because you can't meet up with these people. You can't get in the studio. And some a little bit of it was like, it seems like you may be a little rusty. Hmm. And... This album, it was just, it was like worst case scenario for like dealing with trouble with getting the music to just come out. And one of the things I was afraid of was like, is it going to be stale now? I right, think- right. That was one of my big things too. It's like, oh In my God. Carter 5? Yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I just thought he was talking about Carter 4 for a second. Oh but, no, I'm done with but that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I had that same... Um, Do we remember what year the... Start recording? I no. think they were trying to release it initially in 2014. Mm. That sound right? I have no clue. I I don't I never kept up with any of that. I really it, thought that it was never gonna come out. Yeah, I, and, and I think that's I why I didn't it, yeah, ke- I, uh, keep up with any of that stuff, just because it was so long. Like it took so long for a lot of that. Like it was just so long that we kept hearing, oh, it's gonna come out, oh, it's not gonna come out, oh, he's gonna settle, oh, it's not settled. Like it was just a bunch of that for years. So mm-hmm. like I kind of just ignored a lot of any of any news in regards to that. It's like trying to wait for detox. Like I was like, yeah. I'm done. I yeah, um, it definitely had that <laughs> detox feel to it. Like, oh yeah, it's coming. No. No, it's not. No, don't even get your hopes <laughs> up. Um, but no, I was also pleasantly surprised. I, I mean, was, yeah. It it didn't feel dated. Nope. It felt fresh. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I mean, I I was not behind the scenes working, but the fact that he even got X on it, in my opinion, meant that he went back and re-recorded songs or was was continuously making music. Yeah. And I mean, the fact that he even announced it in his, like, studio slash workspace with his little, like, skateboarding area, and then he, go mm-hmm. in the, the, he goes in the back and he's got a full recording studio, lets me know he's this man's probably never stopped recording. Right. Yeah, lots and lots of mixtapes and yeah, I mean, he, all that other he's stuff still, right, he's still, between those two. Right, so he's still been recording. So who knows? He could have been updating, adding songs, taking songs off right. as time has gone by. Um, and it shows in a, in a, lot, of, in a lot of the songs. Um, I, there's one thing that I think is kind of interesting because uh, a lot of these songs were older and they, they just kind of sat until the Carter 5 came out. There's something about the the sound that I think is like, it doesn't feel like it's trying to chase the new right. things. Mm-hmm. Like there's some people that you end up like having features like, oh, of course there's going to be like a Migos feature and mm-hmm. things like that. And this album, because of weird circumstances, it doesn't feel like that. Right. I, uh, I'm to be honest, if, if since we're talking about the sound, I. To give it some critique, I think it's I, I'm gonna give it the same kind of critique I gave Eminem. There were some sounds on there's songs on here that I could totally hear Eminem spitting on. And it's towards the end of the album. It's there were so many songs that I can't really remember exactly which ones. But I I know I wanna say it was like 
I don't know. It was just like the the, there, the I I heard something like that too. You know what I mean? was like, man, I feel like Eminem would would be would, on this. Would be on it yeah. because it's those like rock poppy type of beats. And Lil Wayne has yeah, done that. In he, the past. he has. I mean, he's had a, what mixtape? Uh, yeah, he had a whole what, rock quote. I'm not a human being. I think it was. Yeah. No, no, no. You're Which thinking, one was it? Uh, it was something else. The like, was rocky like, one. The one. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. It was like uh, rebirth. Rebirth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's he's had that's those an albums. Infamous album. Yeah. He's had those albums where or or those times where he does things like that. And so that's when I don't like Lil Wayne. I don't want to listen to Lil Wayne on anything like that. I love listening to Lil Wayne on stuff like Up War when or or Mona Lisa or that one song where he had, he he does line as the end of the bar every time and he talks about line 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 just to like just lyrical sparring. Like I love to hear that he's still got it. He's still fresh, and and doing that. Um, and just having fun with it too. Um, so those that was, it was kind of like a fifty fifty for me when it came to like the beat selection on this thing. Mm-hmm. Like he had some really good ones, and then he had some ones where I'm like, where the fuck are you going with this? I mean, some some of these beats to me, a, a lot of them, especially on the on the first half, sounded classic Little Wayne beats, like mm-hmm. Carter ish beats. I mean, like if you hear like the Carter three, um, I think Dedicate kind of made me think about that. Okay. Well, yeah, like they 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 like have that that sound where mm-hmm. it's just like the the mm-hmm. way the like the uh, the kick drum and the hi hats kind of hit. It's not like you said; it's not Migo sounding. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound super trappy, but it mm-hmm. sounds like Little Wayne. It sounds like mm-hmm. it sounds like a beat Little Wayne would be rapping on. Um, and even some of the like more singy songy like poppy songs still kind of sound Little Wayne poppy. Um, but I do I do love. Kind of like how you said some mm-hmm. of the, the lyrics that came back on this, you right. know, and how he was rapping a lot of the times like he was actually hungry, like he had mm-hmm. that hunger again, and he was focused. I mean, even As, I wouldn't even say hunger again, because we know we don't know if it ever stopped. Well, I I can because his <laughs> yeah. mixtapes he's been dropping oh, in yeah. between gotcha. have just been kind of gotcha. eh, gotcha. you know, and I hadn't I hadn't heard this like focus okay. from him lyrically um, gotcha. in a few mixtapes like. I was just shitting on him in our last pod oh, slam, yeah. and he didn't quite shut me up all the way because there's a lot of filler in this motherfucker. There is, <laughs> but but on the songs that he is d- dialed in on, he's dialed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to bring up uh, <laughs> one of my. Uh, I'll bring up one that I I really like to to listen to, and one that I hated listening. Okay, to. go go for it. Um. One I really liked listening to was Open Letter. I loved hearing him talk to himself and 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 work through the things that we've all been worried about him going through. Yeah, um, yeah that was true. That was really awesome and and refreshing to hear because we don't hear that from Wayne that often. There's not a lot of introspective from Wayne. Not a lot. So that was very um, interesting to hear. Uh, I hated Dark Side of the Moon. Was that the a one passion with Nicki? Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Singing, I don't, I don't really like Little Wayne singing. I just like little, like Little Wayne. I, I don't know. So, my <laughs> my note for Dark Side of the Moon, mm. what I think would have made this song incredible, was instead of Nicki Minaj, wait for it, mm. Janae Aiko. Hmm. The vibe of that song would have fit her. She could have given it a little twist, and the song would have been actually dope. Can I ask you guys? What the song is kind of about? <laughs> I couldn't get past like her singing and 
Oh, you know, it's, I listened to it a, a couple of times, but I I just didn't it, like it, the song. I was like, right? It's, Isn't it hard like, to? I don't even want to dive into it too much. I just don't. I just don't understand. So the reason why I asked that is because I was trying to understand how this fits on the project. So I because it doesn't I, seem like it does. I to don't me. think it's really one of those songs that's necessarily about anything. Mm-hmm. But I think it's where they have a theme, which is dark side of the moon. If you notice, a lot of the lyrics in that song are like planetary, interstellar, yes. and so yeah. it's just like just we a have themed a, song. a theme for the song and we're just going to go off of that. So am I wrong to say that it doesn't fit on this album? It's a filler song. Well, I thought it was one of those songs that's kind of like, here's Lil Wayne's range. Because mm-hmm. there, there's little, like, over his career, he he's yeah. played around with different sounds mm-hmm. and like, it was kind of impressive that, that he was like, had the, sort of the confidence to to even put out a song like that, I, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought I didn't like it though. <laughs> so yeah, and and that was kind of my critique of Carter Three and why I thought it wasn't a classic was because there were songs like that on it where it's it showed his range, mm-hmm. right? But it was like was you go from here to there to there to here to you know. Uh, it it would have been a great bonus track. Yeah, like, but again, man, if Janae Aiko was on that song, maybe I just love her, but I feel like her voice would have gone. Excellent on that. Hmm. I'm interested in what that would have been like. <laughs> um, what do you guys think about that sn- song with Snoop? I wasn't. I, it, it, it's like a middle? rehash of Explosive. Yeah, you know. I didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. But I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I mean, it was it was it was all right. No, it, I, I don't think it's bad. I think it's mm-hmm. easy to listen to, but it's yeah. partially because it's so it's just so familiar. And you're yeah. Like, Oh, it's like he's doing this version of this. Like one one thing was funny was like uh, uproar, and I listened to it. I was mm. like, I was like, I know this. Why is it so familiar? And it's like not even the first time Lil Wayne was on that beat. It mm-hmm. was basically special delivery, and mm. it was funny because I was like, this song is like it's got a good, yeah, it, it's like got a lot of energy. It's fun and you, it's kind of like easy, easy hook, so you can kind of like go along with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, even Swiss Beats, so it was like, I think he gets a little annoying sometimes when he's, like, doing all the yeah, ad-libs you know, and we, stuff. We heard. <laughs> yeah. You don't like when Swiss does any of that. <laughs> but I was fine with it. I'm glad that pistol on my side joint wasn't on it. Yeah, me too. Um, I wasn't a fan of uh, Don't Cry either. Which one was that? The one with XXX. Oh, okay. I wasn't a fan of it. I felt like X kind of phoned it in, which is like... yeah. Interesting uh, <laughs> choice of words. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, and I, if the song, and this is the way I feel about it, right? If the song wasn't done, mm-hmm. don't put it out. Right. I feel like the song was half baked. Yeah. I feel like, I you feel know, like you could describe so many of his songs like that, though. His idea was that it was a stripped down thing. It was like, oh, you know. <laughs> like I needed X to have a verse or at least have some ad at least do more than just the, the Don't one- <laughs> anything else but just soul that. right there. Did you hear the soul in that motherfucker? <laughs> oh God. But no, I'm I don't know. I mean It was okay. Yeah. It was okay. I mean I and you know what? Probably my favorite part of that song is the Lil Wayne part. Right, Lil Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. I mean his he he, he had great verses on it. I yeah. mean, the and that's triple why extension on the on a on a clip or something like that. 
What's the oh, last? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, triple I, extension I, on my life. I need a triple extension to my... Shit, what the fuck did he I, say? I didn't write it down, so that's my bad, but... Oh, and my phone's like... You're not ghostwriting for Lil Wayne anymore? My phone's like... No. Uh, I, yeah, I okay. like that song more than I wanted to admit. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you know what? Uh, what are the songs? We, we got to mention another collaboration. Yeah. With? Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to be a stan and all, but... I, I mentioned it earlier. I don't want to like be a Mona Lisa. I don't want to be a stand, but that's probably like one of my favorite songs on this album. Yeah, <laughs> just it's, just it's great concept. It's a great concept. He follows Lil Wayne follows a uh, concept like the whole way through. Yeah, like not just with the name being called like Dark Side of the Moon, and you're just making Interstellar references. That's what I was just gonna say. Like, I don't even, <laughs> exactly. so this, this is what I was gonna actually comment on. Is that I, I guess. Um, the Mona Lisa song fits in with the concept, quote-unquote, of the album a lot better than Dark Side of the Moon does because Dark Side of the Moon is like a left turn that doesn't make any sense and doesn't fit sonically to me anywhere. But you go to Mona Lisa, and Mona Lisa has a good like theme. It's a story, um, and it kind of fits with the whole... like son- Sonically, it fits within the, 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 the project, but you hear the way... Kendrick just fucking murders that that story on the end. And Cedric's phone is going crazy. But um <laughs> But I'm just saying like you hear the way that he murders it on the end, you hear the way that um Little Wayne like executes the story and like I picture everything. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's such a well-crafted story. Yeah. Uh one thing I'll say about that is um I hate w- when there are songs with features and the two rappers seemed like they were just in totally different worlds. Yes. True. It's like the subject matter is completely different and this and that. It's like, hey, we should get this person on a song. And you just like send the mm-hmm. send the beat over them, they record it, and then you just put two things together. And that wasn't the case on this song at yeah, all. Yeah, so it was it was very clear that there was there's thought. It was collaboration. Yeah. And I, I forget all the time how much Kendrick like worshipped Lil Wayne. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like, oh, you know, Kendrick is not gonna phone in this no. on this album, right? He's, like, it's it's clear that both of them took it seriously, but it was extra surprising that they crafted such a complex story and they mm-hmm. stuck with it the whole time. Uh, yeah, not super complex, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's 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 a pretty shallow story, but. It's fucking entertaining. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and that's <laughs> why Dark Side of the Moon was not. Like, it's not an entertaining story. Like, it's it's interesting to hear you talk about this interstellar love shit, whatever. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> but this Mona Lisa, like, like homegirl is about to, like, you just got, you you the fucking, what was it? Uh, you the lick. Yeah. And... Little way was she she saluted and I said, "Girl, you a soldier." Like I love the way he just does that shit. Like I told her to get him. She said, "I got you." I said, "No, bitch." I said, "Get him." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "And this," and she does that. I think he's like, I think he's done that the best. Like she said, "And this," and I said, "And this," and you know what I mean? Like, bitch, yeah. you ain't got him. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Hell yeah. You bitch, you got him on your ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, um, there was there was a I can't remember what song it was, but there was this one song and uh i was like oh this kind of reminds me of like it was like Lil uzi vert or something and i was like oh yeah you know wayne did that first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so there are parts of this listening to the album that i was like yeah dedicated. oh yeah you know like 
Because he, he talks about this. He's like, yeah. oh, you know, so many rappers do this and that. Mm-hmm. And I was the first one doing it. Exactly. And they do it That's because exactly of me. what he talked about on Dedicate. Um, so let's just go through some final thoughts on it. Uh, I'll just go through mine real quick. Final thoughts. Uh, I think this was a great um, way to come out for him after not being out so long. Um, it was interesting to see that he had people like his daughter and Nivea, baby mama, on the... On the uh, on the album. His 19-year-old daughter. Yeah. <laughs> what? Lil Wayne's 35. I know, 19. I, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, what? what why are you? His daughter's so, 19. Yeah, no. Just, and know, I hated the way she sang. <laughs> you must be famous. But anyway, and that's another Eminem song that he could have done. Yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. But overall, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, like, yeah. Problems was cool. Um, uproar, of course. Open Letter. Um... Like he had he had some joints on here. Like it was actually it started out really really well. Um, I think if he were to go out on this album, I think it would be fine. Um, like I know a lot of people were talking about like should he produce more more music? Should he keep going or should he stop? Like how is his legacy gonna be? I but, think if he were to stop right now, he'd be fine. If he keeps going, he'd be fine. I it doesn't matter for Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne's already cemented. So mm. final thoughts, set. I mean, I was really just happy that this project didn't suck. And I, I I mean that, like, very sincerely, because I wasn't a huge Lil Wayne fan, but, I mean, I, I enjoy his music, generally. Um, so when this came out and it didn't suck, you know, it did, wasn't a classic to me. It wasn't like, oh, my God, this is, this is like, the shit. But it was, it was good enough to... It was worth the wait. I got enough. I, he showcased. He still got it. Um... I would have liked to have had a Drake song on here. Uh, that's that's one thing I think is missing. I think he does one line. I I would have <laughs> loved to have a collab with them on here, but it didn't happen. But it's okay. Yeah. Um, and this this actually on, on the contrary to you, Tressie, this makes me want more Lil Wayne. Hmm. Like 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 this this makes me want to hear what else he's got cooking if he's able to put something like this together, even though it has taken you know five six years, but. I'm ready for more. Nice. I really am. He 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 went a little more introspective on this one, which is what I was wanting more from him. I mean, it's not just one song. He's got several songs where he's right. kind of talking about himself and his position in the in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about the whole you know putting the gun to his chest thing and mm-hmm. talking to yeah. God and stuff. Like you know, it's you didn't get that from Lil Wayne before this. So uh, I'm 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 ready for more now. I'm glad he's back. Yeah, especially with him having his mother, like, narrate it, too, and everything. That was great. Ben, oh, yeah. final thoughts? Yeah, you know, I, I liked it. It was it was great. Um, I legitimately went back to listen to it because I was just thinking about the songs, and I was like, I want to hear that again. Wow. So that was, that was good. Um, at the same time, I do think that there is uh, there is a, a two-sided thing because we got a lot of the old Wayne that's good. Well, at the same time, like some of the some of the ways he would approach things, like talking about women or just other things like that, did seem a little old fashioned. So I think that even though I can see Wayne moving forward, I think that some things may start to get a little like dated it's and like mm-hmm. Wayne, are you still rapping like that? Mm-hmm. And we'll see because things move very fast. If you look, if you really consider this, he told the story about like you know, shooting himself, 
And it was the first time that he really, really addressed it, even though he's been rapping for 20 years. Yeah. So it was like, other rappers, they would, they would have that, like the new rappers that come out today, that would be their whole story. So it was like, right. if, he's, if he's kind of slow to open up and like really address how he's handled situations and stuff like that, who knows like if he'll really progress in the way that we would really like. But uh, I do see a lot more music in his future. Him fixing the cash money thing um, should mean that he gets more control and more money from every subsequent project. And, you know, he's got a skateboard. I mean, he's got a <laughs> skate park and he's got a studio. He can do those things anytime he wants. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, let's move on to our next one. Um, next one is Lupe Fiasco. Shy town stand up. Drogas Wave. Rogas wave. <laughs> kind of like a Street Fighter thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Solar Frame or whatever that thing from, what's his name? Yoga Flame. Yoga Flame. Dal So he, he had a song where he actually, to tie this together, now y'all gonna love this segue, you didn't even know you just did. Ooh. Fucking genius. Uh, Lupe had a, had a mixtape out called State of the... Union or something? State of the Culture or some shit? I fucking forgot the name of it. Anyway, it was fucking fire. And on there, he he remade Lil Wayne's song um, Fireman and he named it uh, uh, Yoga Flame. And he rapped on that motherfucker and fucking murdered that shit. Yeah, oh, I remember it that was song. so good. I used to have a ton of like old school Lupe <laughs> on my Xbox. <laughs> he killed it. Killed it. Um, so yes, uh Lupe, Chicago rapper, who many will say fell off. I I don't, I don't think he, he actually maybe he fell off to the mainstream, but yeah. to the culture, Lupe is still a formidable force. Maybe he fell off with Drogas Light. I mean it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> great. He admitted it wasn't great, but right. it, he's another one of those though where he'll be like, Man, the, the label made me do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He um there's this album so dense, but he talks about yeah. the label a lot, and you know he, he just playing around with Atlantic, mm -hmm. this idea of crossing the Atlantic Ocean. Right, is is there's a, a lot of plays. So let's it's go. It's so deep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's so let's, let's go into like overall thoughts real quick uh, about the album. I guess we'll start with Ben. Sure, because Cedric. Will. <laughs> Cedric's gonna go on for Cedric's a while. Cedric's got so. a lot. Um, I'll, you know. Said, yeah, we're, we're going you the me, and then we'll go to him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what was that last year? Um, we saw Lupe. Yeah. Yeah. So, last year, I saw Lupe live for the first time, and he, at the end of the show, he talks about the concept of this album, and he's like, you know, it's going to be about a slave ship and the slaves' spirits in the water, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> 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 oh my god like Lupe Lupe's he's lost he's gone it. off the deep end <laughs> literally oh. <laughs> so I was like oh I don't know how you can put that together um and I was I was just nervous about the next project because I was like Lupe's a nice guy you know makes good mm -hmm. music I, I want I want him to be successful I was pleasantly surprised. Like this album starts out, and you're like, you're you're already having fun. You're not exactly sure where you're gonna go, but you're like, this is nice. Yeah, this, this is cool. 
okay, Lupe, you're still here. Good, good. And it was it was a great album. Um, it, it has themes. It has real specific themes, but it doesn't, it, it never stays in one place too long. So it's not all stuck in the past. It's not all mystic, you know, but it, it's, this, it's this way it's playing around with the things that happened versus the thing that could happen, could have happened. And I, I loved, I loved it. I was, I think the biggest tragedy is how much it could be buried under all the other noise that's happened this year. Yep. Hmm. Um, to me, I actually, I liked the project. I didn't think, I didn't love it. I think it was a little too dense for me, as most uh, Lupe projects are. Um, I loved, like, I couldn't get past the first, like, five songs for a while. Because um, I love that story, and I love the way he told that story. Um, it was, it was awesome. Like I, we, I mean, we all were at the same, um, show and like when he said that, I mean, your, your wife, Cedric's wife, like sent me and Cedric a podcast of somebody talking about, you know, Afrofuturism and the fact that they think that, or not even Afrofuturism, is it? I think it was just like the fact that they believed in an Atlantis full of black people kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, that this has been a theory or something that's been discussed a long time, for a long time. And to hear the way that he he spoke about it and the way that he told the story was super refreshing. I mean, it reminded me of how good of a storyteller he is. Um, My favorite song on the whole album that I will, that has been replaying on repeat for me and will continue to be on repeat for me is the one where he's speaking in patois or whatever, right? Isn't that the right language? Um, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, gold versus the right thing to do. And it's my favorite thing because I love the way he ends that song. The way that, he, like, he ends it in, like, you know, regular, his regular accent, but at the very end he tells the people to breathe, and it's just, it's such a refreshing way to end that song. And I was listening to it in the car the other day um, on the way back from go-karting with a bunch of people that didn't really listen to, I know that's random, um, <laughs> but uh, with a bunch of people that didn't really listen to uh, Lupe Fiasco like that. And one guy was like, man, I tried to listen to the album, it was just boring, like I didn't like this, and I, just, I was like, well, did you listen to what he was saying? And he goes, nah, but whatever, and this song is still playing. Uh, and then all of a sudden it goes, just breathe and he goes oh that's a dope way to end it so he didn't even have to hear what homeboy was saying to understand that that song ended in such a great way so that is like the structure and the way that he presents the soundscape like the way that he he wants everything to come together you can hear that from mural to this one like he's evolved and done all that really well um then some of my critiques is that he gets into his um his lasers bag with the poppy type of songs that I don't really, I'm, I've never really connected with. Um, Nikki Jean is all over this fucking thing, mm-hmm. um, which is fine, but it gets a little repetitive for me. Like, I, I really wish he had other people in his pocket to, to be able to reach out to. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, I did appreciate that he didn't try to sing, you know, some of those things yeah. like a lot of rappers do now. It's like, you know, <laughs> you know a good singer? Yeah. But, um, and then, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think, uh, it was good that he had like a, a, a bunch of these different, um, features on here were, were, were really good. Like Damian Marley, I think thought was, was a good feature for that. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think that's probably the only one that I actually know, but, um, 
the other ones was kind of weird. And then I also like the fact that he did the the tributes to the the kids that have f- fallen. You know what I mean? Like to to violence. So mm-hmm. um, those were awesome. But I, I but then again, this whole project was way too long. And for me, just because of how dense he can be, like this is this takes time to digest and 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 uh, get through. But yeah, I I I enjoyed the first act. I guess you can say a little more than every other one there but go ahead yeah so i mean yes i thoroughly enjoyed this project um i I'm gonna sit back and, and listen to cedric no 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 I, I i'm ready for it i really want to see what he says <laughs> for me this is reminiscent of the cool where it's like a concept album where he's trying to kind of tell a story but it's like his grown-up cool where yeah. the cool he was more focused on himself as a person and his growth as a child from just wanting to be cool to actually understanding what's important in life to him looking at it from an even bigger perspective and saying, it's my people, you know, this is where Mm -hmm. my people came from and kind of, you know, so, so for me, the album is like a flux. Like it starts with the typhoon, right? With the first ship, they're throwing the slaves overboard, you know, the dead and the ones that are still alive shackled and all just, just so they can sh- save the one ship and then those are the slaves that end up falling under and they are the ones that actually end up starting the initial colony and then the other song comes along and that's the ones where the ship hits a rock and those are the people then from that first song who are thrown overboard that actually bring down that ship and then he ends up listing all the other slave ships that get taken down by this same atlantis yeah right um and then, you know, as it's going through the story of the slaves on the water there, those initial slaves who came under are telling the newcomers, like, yo, this is our story. This is how we got here, you know. This is how we did the, um, uh, this is how we did the, um, uh, this is how we got down here. This is how we survived. This is how we survived down here, you know. I mean, some of the songs where he's, it might seem kind of goofy, like, uh, we're talking about the like jellyfish on my the friends and cool. <laughs> but, I hated that. But you it have to understand so what he's trying to say in there. He's no, trying, yeah, yeah. he's trying to say like this is a this is a, this is this is a perfect civilization. Like we're all living in harmony down here. Like there is nobody greater than anybody else. Like I'm not eating the 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 lobster. That's just my homie. Like we chilling. We're you no. Know, there's nobody against anybody else down it's here. Still a whack song. It fits in the context of the album. It fits. <laughs> Yes. It does. So if if you just that's not a song you can not even have them. I know it's not a song you can take out and just no. be like, oh, I'm gonna listen to this song. Nah, bro. Why but, don't like you like to have fun, Tressie? But it's it's <laughs> listen it's, to that chorus <laughs> over and over. Lobsters are cool. Lobsters are cool. <laughs> like come on, man. Didn't like, didn't the Beatles have a song fucking uh, about uh, having a garden under the the sea or some shit? Sounds sure. like you're talking about Yellow Submarine. Yeah. Yeah, yes, thank you. So the Beatles can do it. Lupe can't? I never said the Beatles could do it. <laughs> well, they did, never... and so did he. And I'm not I'm not tripping off of I understand the context. I'm Beatles. just saying it's a trash Top four song. rappers. <laughs> <laughs> Beatles ruins top rap albums of the year. Or Paul McCartney, top rap. Anyway. I mean, he, he did do some shit with Kanye. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, just, just say it. Um, but then, you know, Sorry, he goes he goes into, from the past, like Ben said, and then he kind of creates this alternate present where some of the people from that colony actually end up leaving and entering society. 
you know, and I think I'm not a huge fan of, you know, the whole Selassie I thing. And I mean, the dude wasn't great. I mean, yes, he was like, he was seen as God reincarnate and whatever, but he, you know, he was still a dictator and killed a lot of people. But, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not here to shit on a whole like religion or whatever. But, um, but then, you know, even coming from that, this idea of like, of the flux, like the always being, like, like looking at black people as like a, as like a, continuous thing that started from the beginning until now. You know, this idea comes back a couple times where he's talking about the swimmer, the guy who comes up who is a swimmer and he jumps overboard and he saves this kid. He's like, you don't realize you saved yourself, right? Yeah. And then there's another song later on with the, yeah, little, with the, the girl. I think that's the, uh, yeah, the John gr- Leah and then... With the girl and the same thing, talking mm-hmm. about you, you saved yourself. And it's this whole idea of, again, for me, it's just like, continuum of, of of like we're here forever you know and mm-hmm. it's not just like we're one individual person we're overall we're a peoples mm-hmm. you know we're people that are, that are that are here together um and then you know he goes into some more modern stuff he starts talking about kind of his himself and he gets kind of reflective on his own career mm-hmm. uh so this album has a lot you know and and i hate talking about a lupe album when i only have like a week and a half to listen to it. Yeah. It's one of those things that you literally have to pick up, yeah, exactly. put back down, pick up again later, put back down. Because mm-hmm. um, I'll probably have different views on this thing a month from now and two mm-hmm. months from now. Um, but at the current time, I love it. I mean, I, I can put it on and just let it play. And the production matches, especially that first half where he's talking the about half. the... You know, the, you hear... You can, like, hear the waves. You yes. hear the water in, in the production. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, he paints a really cool picture, and yeah. it, and it makes you think. The way it does. the way um, Lupe talks about it, he put a lot of time and effort into this. Uh, so, what you're saying is is true. Like he he put in a lot of thought to try to build the story and this narrative, and you know, and one thing I'll. I agree with is um, it's kind of hard to re- recommend this album to other people. Right. Yeah. They, they'd say something like, I couldn't get into it mm-hmm. or like it didn't click or whatever. And I think that that is, I think that that's easy to happen mm-hmm. with this. Um, if you, if you actually put in some effort and try to try to like stick with it and listen to it, I think it's easier for you to appreciate it. I can't guarantee that anyone will like it, mm-hmm. but it's like, Listen to it and actually take in what he's saying, and I think it makes it better as far as evaluating it. Right. I think, I mean, I think that's why I brought up that story. It's like, I don't think a lot of people, like Lupe doesn't make music for regular or for casual fans. He doesn't. No. Like, he makes music for his diehard, the people that are going to his shows. Like, it's he doesn't do that anymore. He doesn't do that whole dumb it down shit no more, you know? And I can appreciate that from an artist because if you if you can stand there and and you can you can say this is what I want this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna make it for me like and if you fuck with it you fuck with it if you don't you don't I I I appreciate that that's why I always give it a listen and I always at least try to understand it um, I think that's probably and and I agree with you the same way in, in regards to like you can't listen to his albums for a week and a half you have to literally listen to them over and over maybe for like a couple months and see what you can find out the next time like I can't tell you how long it took me to understand wave files too 
like already like of course the, the um the manila song was easy um the gold versus versus the right thing to do was easy mm-hmm. but when you get into wave files um that one was harder just because of the way that he his flow was for one of them and the indian i was like come on bro like we can't we can't do that the whole fucking verse like you did that for like at least a cool minute man he's listening to slave ships that went down i i, I get it but it's a lot you yeah. know what i mean like make it as entertaining as the last two songs my nigga like this one but like i had to like i had to get past that i was like tressy just listen i'm like okay i get this but that's the thing is that like i'm gonna have to digest it in parts every time because if I try and listen to it from top down, I'm going to get stuck. It's a heavy meal. Mm-hmm. You know, this ain't no Big Mac and fries. Nope. You know, this is a full, you know, 10-course meal with wine and beer pairings uh, to go along with every single course, uh, which is a lot for a lot of people. And one thing I do appreciate about Lupe is he knows who's listening to his music. He knows who's buying his records. He knows who's going to his shows. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that's who he makes music for. Exactly. Um, overall crit- critiques for this, um, I think I already said mine, but was too long. Some of the verses where he was doing things, like his flow was just weird and unorthodox that I just didn't really like, but I knew he was trying to just fit the words from the story to make things make sense. Um, I, I think those are the kind of, those are the things, uh, some of, so yeah, th- I think those were my cr- critiques. Too long, the flow sometimes was a little eh, and then um, the popish, logo- like laser type of songs were kind of weird. Critiques, anybody else? All right. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, not. no, I mean, well, I'm trying to think of some, and if I had to have a critique, it would probably be the last little bit of the album. Mm-hmm not falling as much in line with the overall theme as some mm-hmm. of the others. Um, I still like the songs. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying I don't like the songs, but every other song up until I think like, what is it, like Stack That Cheese, I think? Yeah, Stack That Cheese. I think that's kind of where he kind of starts to get into his more, okay, now it's time for Lupe to do Lupe, mm-hmm. which I get. Um, it, 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 doesn't necessarily fall directly in line with the overall theme. And if it does yet, I haven't figured it out. Yeah. Um, but I still like all of the songs. Like, there's not a song on here that I can say I don't like. And the ones that I like least of all are only because taken out of the context of the album, they don't really fit as well. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this this thing is really good. I mean, I... I'm like Ben. When he first was at that concert and said that idea, I was like, okay. Like, we'll see. I was the only one that didn't, wasn't, wasn't like, oh, I get, I thought she listened to that podcast. Probably didn't. didn't. No. Okay, well, then I I was just like, oh, okay. (laughs) I'm saying at the show, when he first said it, I was like, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, But, I mean, guys, who, who else makes concept albums like Lupe Fiasco? Rappers. Hmm. Like just, and like, not, not even not like concept as into like my life concept or no like can take an abstract ab- idea and mm-hmm. and and contextualize it in song and right. music. Not a lot. 
I want to say like somebody like Pharaoh Monch has done it before, but I can't. I mean, we have Tetsu and Youth. We've got the cool. Uh, I feel like he did that. Mm, I can't think of anybody one? right now off the top of my head. Nas had one that was kind of like that. I can't remember what it was called. It was uh, the uh, one you made about. Untitled? No, d- d- being divorced from uh, Khalees. Oh, the one I didn't listen to. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I didn't listen to that one. That was a good one. The one with the where he's in like the mm-hmm. all white on the. And he's uh-huh. got her dress across his lap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But it's tough because n- nobody does that. So I, I got to... No, I mean, and one thing... Uh, it, th- this album doesn't have... It's kind of expected from Lupe, but it doesn't have... didn't feel like it had your typical, like, reach for trying to get a radio hit. Oh, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. So it's it's best taken as a whole, and it... It sometimes can work against being easily listening mm-hmm. because it's like yeah. if you if you if you just take out certain parts, you end up with the lines, and you're like, "Why are we talking about this?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't paying attention, but now there's this thing. Like I don't. You have get to it. rewind a lot. I found myself doing that a lot. Yeah. That's why I think I didn't get waves for a while. Because I mean, the beat. Everyone likes waves, for the most part. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why, but you know, I think it's because of like the beat is a little bit more like in line with what's out today. Um, but yeah, that, that, that definitely has that, uh, like you have to rewind a lot just to get what's going on. <laughs> Any other thoughts, guys? All right, everyone's staring off into the abyss, so I will just go ahead and end the podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm going to end it with this right here. So we really appreciate you guys being patient with us. I told you we're going to have a nice long one for you guys, giving you that hot fire for the end of the podcast. Um, You can always follow us on every single social media outlet at Through the Crate. You can also um, reach out to us and let us know if you like what we're doing. If there's anything you want to see, anything that you want us to cover, let us know. We are always open to feedback. We love y'all motherfuckers. And we out this motherfucks. Deuces. Oh, whack-ass motherfucker. I swear to God. Hey, I'm working over here. Thought you were going to pay attention more to the podcast. Oh, you just said you was in it, yo. It's over, right? <laughs> <laughs>